Hey guys, this is Matt with season four of the Great Romance Podcast. And this is going to be an interesting podcast because we are on location. Ooh, Ooh on location podcast. You didn't know it was going to be fancy. Yeah. Um, we are coming to you from Beulah Holiness Camp, where myself and my guest today just got done being youth sponsors. Well, not done. We have tomorrow. That's our last day. So we've been here for six. Tomorrow will be the seventh day. Uh, Youth Institute, uh, middle school, high school kids, camp. And we're both in a building that we established neither of us have been in before. It's the small little chapel that this camp was established on. Let me introduce my guest before we start. This is Austin Dixon. How are you, Austin? I'm good. How are you, Matt? I'm good. And I'm glad that you're on the podcast because um, Austin uh, has married... The used to be Haley Anglin, now Haley Dixon, mm. who sang, led worship with me at St. Matt's for years, grew up with my wife as a little, a little youngling. Uh, I say that because we just watched Star Wars. Um, we just watched a little Kenobi. Hello there. Um, <laughs> so it's in my brain, but that's how I got to meet Austin. So this week, Austin, youth pastor at Benton. Yeah. Uh, and my kids at St. Matt's, we all just kind of buddied up together. So we've been in the boys' dorm. Um, let me ask you this question. Yeah. How you sleeping? How you feeling? Oh, boy. Uh, and be honest. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be honest. The sleeping, this is like either sixth or seventh year as a camper slash sponsor slash youth pastor, leader, whatever you want to call us. Might be the worst mm. sleeping mm-hmm. arrangements ever. Yeah. Um, just... It's, it's not good times. Um, is there tw- is there 12 of us in there? There's 12 of us, but one bed's empty. Okay. And that's like a suitcase snack bed. Yes. Yes. So, and I'm on the, the, bo- the box springs are literally springs. Yes. And I have boards. <laughs> not like one solid board. No. I have like eight little boards yeah. that are forming one big board. Yes. To support... Me, other than I would be on the ground with these springs. And I feel the beds are suited um, for smaller individuals than us. For 12-year-olds. Yeah. That, that that's are right. maybe 110 yeah. to 150. Yes, it's camp. Like, yeah. anybody who's thinking, like, when we say camp, because um, some people, <clears throat> I think some people have a, a mindset. Like, everybody's been to different camps. This is a camp you attended. Yeah. Right? I didn't attend this. My wife attended it. And I'm just like, we're saying this out here because anybody who's ever been to Beulah, this is all common knowledge. This isn't making fun of anything. No. The first time I attended here, it had just rained. Mm. And when it rains here, it looks worse. Oh, yeah. So it's old school camp. Yeah. The tabernacle, mm. not enclosed, no air. No, no huge, AC. Huge fans yeah. going. A big fan. A, one might say a huge, big fan with other words she might use yes. from the company that we purchased it from. Yes. So uh, it's not like for comfort. And and they describe it this way, especially when it rains. Uh-huh. The buildings are cinder blocks, a lot of them. Yeah. So it kind of looks like a concentration camp. That's how I have told every single yeah. kid in yeah. person what it yeah. looks like. That's this camp. Yes. And so... And I love it. That's, and that's what I was going to say. As we say that, I'm sure some listeners are like... Why are you there? Why don't you take your kids to a better camp? Not that I love concentration camps, by the way. I no, want, I want to put that let's out clarify there. that. But it looks like that, but I'm okay with it. Before Austin Dixon is canceled. Um, <laughs> <Not really. laughs> cancel culture. Yeah. Uh, so 
I did not grow up here, yeah. but the Great Romance played here often. In fact, played here when you were a camper? Yep, my senior year. Okay. Uh, that was my first year. That was 2010 going to 2011. I was asked to come to camp by my youth pastor. He said, you're going. I said, sweet. <laughs> uh, and then I got here not knowing what it was. Never been to camp ever. And the music was... Matt Vollmer and the Great Romance. Uh, that's, that's, not Max Power, right? No, it was Great. not Max Power. Oh. It was oh. not Max Power. And I was I loved you guys so much. I bought a t-shirt. Yes. I bought an old school, the black one with like the one color. of our best t-shirts. I still have that t-shirt. <laughs> it's got some it's got some standage in it now. It's got ten years of love in it. But but, but it almost looked like like a Rorschach kind of thing. Yes. I loved it. But with bright Reds and red, oranges. yellow, orange, yeah. like coming out of it. Yeah, like it's a, a good shirt. Look. Great shirt and comfortable. I was actually gonna ask you before we came into this interview. Do you have extras of that shirt? I, don't so. I would love to have another one. Of Sometimes those. when I go through like closets and boxes and things, I'll randomly find. So the best thing I ever found. This, this is a good segue. The best vintage old school us item that I found. Someone had the. We had black zip-up hoodies that just said The Great Romance in white writing. Mm. But the quality of the hoodie was amazing. Mm. And so someone had lost theirs or they wore it so much it fell apart. Mm. And they're like, is there any way? And I'm like, we haven't sold those hoodies. I couldn't tell you how long. <laughs> and I was looking through my closet and I found one. And the only thing it didn't have was the uh, string in the hood. Okay. And so I was like... So I got one, yeah. but it doesn't have a string in a hood. And they're like, well, I'll pay for it. I said, well, not, let's just 15 bucks because yeah. it doesn't have a string. That's the only thing I found like that old. Yeah. And I honestly should have kept it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so like you go way back here yeah. and I go way back here. And so this is my first year of sleeping in the cabins with the boys um, and not having to kind of go back and forth between worship leader and youth pastor and being with Austin like, we we really like we're ready to go home. Mm. I think mostly because of the bed situation, yeah. our backs. Um, but we've had like the best time, and so just kind of what I want to talk about first. So if you just want to share a little bit about like your this is where you found Jesus Christ. Yeah, and you talked about it a little bit today, but the podcast listeners weren't here. No, they weren't. So just what it was like camp and like finding like what that night was like anything of that that you want to share and then we're just going to talk a little bit about what camp has been like this week and yeah. what camp is yeah. to people so take away dude. yeah 2010 uh, like i said <clears throat> i um did my family grew up blue collar didn't have a lot of money um and my youth pastor said hey austin want to go to camp and i said his name was tom and uh i said tom I, my family just doesn't have money and uh he said don't worry about it uh, I don't care. I want you to go to camp. That's a good youth pastor, by the great way. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. Um, and uh, so he said, we're going to camp. So we went, got here. And again, like we stated earlier in this, it looked like a concentration camp. Oh, and right. I was like, what am I doing here? Yeah. And if you listeners ever come to Beulah yes. and you're like first timers. In El Dorado, Illinois. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where you spend your vacations. Yes. <laughs> um, you'll go. I believe what he is saying. <laughs> and uh, so I got here and my friend asked me to come as well. And the pastor, the pastor said, yeah, you can come. Let's, let's do this. Awesome. Great. I get here and it's just like, I, you don't know what to expect. Right. Especially as a 17 year old kid, not knowing, like, like I said, I didn't grow up in church, but I knew of Jesus, but like I hadn't given my life to him yet. 
So I get here, and at first, I'm like, my first question was like, what are we eating? Like, what's, <laughs> what, what, what's the best food we got here? You also were a football player. Yeah. I'm, right? I, 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 so the listeners out there, I'm 6'4", 275. You're a solid dude. I'm a big dude. Yeah, like, I, dude. I like the weight room. I played football. I played college football in SIU, uh, SIUC in Carbondale, Illinois. Um, and uh, so I'm like, that's the first thing I'm asking about. And they're like, well, I can't remember if the food was good or not. I really don't. I've been here seven years, seven different years. Mm-hmm. They all run together. And it's always like different people. I don't think we ever had the same cook. No, it's so always been a different cook, yeah. which uh, this year's cook, it's pretty good food. Yeah, but it's like, always been solid. This year or that year, that was the first thing I wanted to know about was food. And then like the rules and you learn about the tabernacle and you learn about the rec field and you learn about the nurse's cabin, all the stuff that you need to know first timers. Um, so we go into the first night of service and again, the great romance is playing, and I'm like, these dudes are pretty good. Like, <laughs> I like them. Like, they, they sound good. Um, the lead guy, he seems like a cool guy. He's all right. right? Um, and I was, I was actually talking to Matt earlier today during our morning watch. That's like our morning seminar, morning service here at Beulah. And I said, I love it when the singer talks a little bit to the kids mm-hmm. and gives a little bit of testimony. So the kids can connect with them a little bit. And Matt did that my senior year in 2010, going into my senior year. And like I connected with that. And I was like, awesome. I'm glad he's doing that. Even back then in 2010, I wanted that. Yeah. I want that now in 2022. Right. And um, just fell in love with the music, fell in love with like kids raising their hands and like people were crying like at first like now austin is a crier and like <laughs> again i said i'm 6'4 275 i am a crying machine it's, crying machine you have a sensitive heart yes. and that's one thing i love about you yeah so. i i'm a big teddy bear yeah. when it comes down to it yeah. but don't mess with my family and friends no. and like that's when okay football coach player comes out i like that you're on my team yes that's what i'm saying yes so, yeah <laughs> um, so a service is going on and i'm like these people are like worshiping yeah. and i'm going this is good stuff i want more of this so like that's sunday night and monday night happens and tuesday night happens and the message is being brought um, you're probably thinking, what were the messages? Don't remember. Right. Uh, but they were good stuff. Do you um, remember the preachers? I remember some of them. I don't remember right. all their names. I, I like if you gave me a lineup of like yeah. a, like a like a, a jail cell lineup of like who did this murder? You could pick who them were out. the pastors? <laughs> I could pick them out. Uh, but the face, the vo- the names, I would struggle with. Um, so about that Wednesday or Thursday, it's probably the Wednesday service. Usually here at Beulah Camp, Wednesday nights are like. We're gonna get your heart, yeah. Kind of night, and that's visitor night. Visitor like, night, other families come, come all that stuff. But like, it is like take you to church kind of night. Yeah, and I just remember sitting there, and there was this tug on my heart that I'd never felt before. At first, I thought maybe it was anxiety, or maybe it was gas, or maybe it was, <laughs> I don't know. Like you know what I mean? Like you're you going had through, been eating camp food. I'm just saying you're going through the checklist of life of like why is my chest hurting? Why are like am I dying or right. is this something else? Yeah. And it was something else. It was the Holy Spirit telling me you're home, yeah. and like I love my mother. I love my father. I have two beautiful sisters. 
And like I did, it wasn't like I didn't get love at home. I did. Yeah. Like my mom really loved me. Like she was like the best mom in the entire world growing up. And but something about a holy father love, mm-hmm. it doesn't compare. No. Like and I had never felt that before. And I remember going down to the altar because like they always say tell you at the end of like a service they're like, hey, altar's open. Yeah. If you want to go to the altar and just just work it out with God. I was like, ooh, work out. Get a couple, get, 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 get a couple reps in. Like, let's they do want it. me to pick up the altar? I can do that. <laughs> you could do that. But, so I went down there, and again, there was that tug. And now, tears. I didn't even know why I was crying. That's what I, I was going to ask, man. Did you, like, I, understand even what was happening as somebody who, like, wasn't at church all no. the time? No. Yeah. No, like I was confused. Which kind of makes it cooler. Yeah, <laughs> like I was just like, at the moment, I was like, what is yeah. happening? Yeah. It was like an out-of-body experience yeah. that I still remember today. Um, and and just, we're like 100 feet from yeah. where I'd say right yeah. now. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, th- I think it was June 25th, 2010, if I, if I have the best memory. Because I remember going back to, the, to the, where we slept, and I remember putting down 625.10, changed my life. Mm. And uh, I think that was what it was. Um, and like, I remember my pastor, youth pastor, just put his hand on me too. And other people came around me. And then I remember like just putting my hand up in the air and saying, yes. And it was like somebody hmm. took a coat off of me in like an 80 degree plus room, mm-hmm. like a hot room. And you're just like, you know, if you go into a room and it's like really warm and you're wearing warm stuff, you're like, yeah. take, take the sweatshirt off. Like, why are you wearing this? Yeah. And that's what it felt like. Like the burdens were lifted yeah. off of me as a 17-year-old kid who loved sports, loved his family, knew that there was something more than just football, cheeseburgers, and mm-hmm. mom and dad. There was the father. Like an instant realization of that? Yes. It was That's a Thanos snap, <laughs> a good snap yeah. that changed my life forever. Dang. That I, I wish I could go back and be in the back of the tabernacle and see mm. me and just experience it all like over Like back again. to future it? Yeah. Back to the future. But not like start like losing my hand no. or Marty McFly. No. Like pictures is all like, I don't want that. The kids are going to love it. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't want that. I'm very pop culture. I love pop culture stuff. So I get all the stuff. That's yes. About. We, we are pop culture nerds, I'd say. No, yeah. Like, I like Star Wars. I yeah. like sports. I like Super Mario. I love that kind of and, stuff. So I get all that and kind collectors. of stuff. And collectors. And we will talk about oh, that. Oh, yeah. I have an issue. I have an issue. But we'll get to that. Yeah. But uh, that night was so special. Yeah. And like this place will always hold mm-hmm. a special place in my heart. Yeah. And again, if you're a first timer, you go, how? Yeah. Until you get yep. into the Holy Spirit in that tabernacle. That's a hundred degrees. 1950s is calling. Yeah. Saying, we're open. Yeah. I mean, straight up. And I'm glad they're open. The room we're sitting in right now is like a little tiny chapel. Uh, what is this? 50, 50 feet? Across, 50 by 50? I mean, it's Maybe. very it's very tiny. There's the old school pulpit we're staring at right now. Yeah. We're sitting on two pews. Yeah. Uh, well, there's one across from us. Yeah. 
and it's very tiny. And so like when you, you and not, you're not joking, like it's, it's his sink. And so what you just said, I was a visitor. I was a first timer. So when I got here because my wife had been here and I like know how my wife is, I just assumed club med. I just assumed that <laughs> because you know, Again, another thing we have in common, Disney World. Yeah. We go to vacations. Disney does it upright, man. Yeah, they so do. So, like, everything they do is high end. So, I'm like, if Lindsay, formerly Lively, is going to camp here, like, this is probably going to be balling. It's going to be a real deal. Right. Real deal Holyfield. And I, and I remember pulling up and being like, what the crap? Just being honest. Where is the water slide? Yeah, dude. I, Where I, are the horses? And then it got worse because... So the cabin we're in, Austin and I are staying in the St. Matt's cabin, yeah. which is newer to us. And again, newer to us. Not, <laughs> not new, no. just newer to us. And so it's got two sides. So we, we're all crammed on one side. And then the other side we use for like Devo and that kind of stuff. It's got a couple of refrigerators in there. One works, one doesn't. A nice solid air conditioner. Nice air. Um, we got two <laughs> bathrooms uh, that, thank God, we painted because... Mm-hmm. It was horrible underneath it. Me. That's not where we stayed. Yeah. We stayed in the old St. Matt's cabin, mm. which is that wooden shambles thing. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. And inside, correct me if I'm wrong, kind of looks like if you've ever seen the movie The Blair Witch Project, at I, the end... I, I can't confirm or deny that. Okay. okay. I'm just going to say Fair. that. You're, you're faster. I get it. <laughs> I don't mind getting in trouble. I've seen it. I saw it in theaters when it came out. You were maybe too... Um, He's much older than me. A little bit. And <laughs> a little bit. Although, one of your youth established today, yeah, this was, old man, I, when you were 20 what? 26. <laughs> and she said that she joined youth, and she was like, this big, burly, old guy. Old guy. And I went, I was 26. Is 26 old? It is amazing perception of age. And then the older you get, so now I'm 45. Yeah. I don't feel old. In comparison, like, well, how old are you? Right now? Yeah. 29. So, like... Just toward 29. But a 29-year-old who I can have a conversation with and I'm fine. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like, oh, he's probably like, geez, man, get with the times. Yeah. I feel like we like the same thing. Anyway, so, um, perception of that stuff, but this was, was brutal and had the air and, like, like nails hanging through the ceiling where oh, they had like shingled it and you could see the nails so like don't jump no. that's where the band played and yeah. stayed oh man so like I did not like this place when I first got here and then when I was younger and more immature I was probably I might have been your age when I first came here to play so I okay. might have been 29 okay so I was at that stage where if you told me you liked it mm-hmm. I wouldn't like it yeah so I was like, what do these people think this big deal is? Beulah Camp kind of yeah. stinks. And, you know, we put in much better places than this. Yeah. So I had a kind of crappy attitude. Again, Austin and I all week long have been talking about spiritual maturity mm. and how God takes you through things. Yeah. And some of the kids that we're dealing with, like we have seen, we've seen some stuff. And so we have age, I mean, from seventh graders through seniors, seniors in high school. high school, yeah. Obviously, those of you who know those age groups know the, the gap in that. Yeah. And it definitely skews younger. Mm. We got more younger kids. Oh, yeah. So we have some boys who just have a ways to go spiritually and just maturity-wise. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. and correct me if this is a false statement. I would. 
Yes, I, I think will. you will. Yeah, I will. It's my podcast, but go ahead. <laughs> um, I feel with all of those different age groups, mm. all crammed into one room, I, I don't want to jinx it because we have one more sleep here. I know, right? Be careful here. I feel that they have been really good yeah. and have worked on like becoming like this little... Brotherhood. Yeah. Like a foxhole like... That's what it is. We're, we're not messing around. You don't mess with my boys. No. Like, yes. Like them saying that to each other. Yes. Because you have one guy with us, yeah, I brought Caleb. One, I brought one kid, Caleb. And like I feel he's just part of the crew. He's one of the guys. And, and we're going to say this, uh, and they'll probably listen to this, and I'll use names because I don't care. Um, so I have one really young boy yeah. named Will. Amazing. I love him. Austin says that, and I'll state my opinion. No, that's not true. I love Will too. <laughs> Will, Will is... I'm also, I'm also not his youth pastor. So this is correct. my first like, week getting to know him. And all Will is, is a middle school boy. That's what Will yes. is. He's a middle school boy who... Let's establish this as well. Because of COVID, lost two years. Yeah. So lost two years of maturity yeah. and things that make you mature. Yeah. And jumped from, so he's in seventh grade, so he would have been a fourth grader. Fifth and sixth yeah. gone. Yeah, now he's in seventh. That's tough. And it really... And those are tough years. And we've like, noticed that. Yeah. Like, you and I as youth pastors, I think, like what those two years have done to a lot of these kids. Yeah. Missing that ability, so they're. I think they're all playing catch up. Yeah. So then we have a junior boy uh, named Brendan, who um, yeah. we also love. Yeah, and it's just in a totally different way. And so anybody out there who has kids, who has an older and a younger, mm. knows what happens. Yeah, the let's just say it, the annoyance that can happen. Mm. So. Will can be a lot. So can so can Brendan. Yeah. It's just different. Different, yeah. Very different. And we're trying to make sure everybody gets along. But, you know, and I don't know how you feel about this, but, like, you just got to coexist. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have to become best friends. No. I would love you to get close, but I want that to happen organically, not because I'm watching Forced. over you going. Yeah. You got to, like, best Forced friends. relationships or friendships, it's not going to work. They're, I think they're hollow. Yeah, like yeah. There's always something holding it back. Yeah. Because it was forced. And so what we've both seen, and it's been honestly the coolest thing, is Brendan is probably the oldest one in there, junior. There's nobody older than him. No. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Michael is a senior. Oh, yeah. But Michael, had, this is like the first time him and I, like he's really went on anything with me. Yeah. So I sometimes forget. I'm like, oh yeah, Michael's a senior too. So Michael's so quiet too. And he's figuring people out. Yeah, you know? I think he's just reading the room yeah. at all times. He's like, I don't know everybody in here. So, so I'm, I'm not going to be like, I'm a senior. Yep. And Brendan has a larger than life personality. Yeah, he's an extrovert. Yes. 100%. Loves sports. Yes. And so Will loves uh, Pokemon. Yes, he brought his Game Boy SP. Rocking it. With him. Rocking it. I had so much respect for that. <laughs> a Game Boy SP, people. What does that mean to me? Because I'm I don't know games. Like so I have an I, Xbox One. Game Boy like came out. The Game Boy Advance came out, and then the SP, which hot take. Yeah. Other than the Nintendo Switch, yeah. might be the best handheld Nintendo's ever made. Really? Hot take. Come at me at my Instagram or Twitter, whatever you really? want to do, people. And we're like, dropping that. Yeah, we will so. win. Yeah, we will for sure. Yeah. But like when I saw that from Will with a Game Boy SP, I was like, this dude's legit. 
So you're saying like that gives you respect in the gamer community? Yeah, like, that's like what you like. He would he could have brought Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Huh. Right. No, he brought SP. Like, what year is it too? Like, it's 2022. Well, I'm pretty right. sure an SP came out in like 2000 and 2004. Really? Like, that's how old. And that's what he's rocking. That's what he's rocking. And I said, "What are you playing?" He said, "Fire Red Pokemon." I go, "Oh my gosh!" Like, <laughs> my goosebumps nostalgia came through, and I was like instantly hooked with this kid. Like, and, and you have loved on him. I have. Like, you that have. was the beginning of yeah. like, dude, you're my hero. Like, you brought an SP. And as much as Will is into that stuff, and as much as you know about that stuff, Brendan is the opposite, opposite. of just being sports guy. Yeah. But then. You and I are both sports guys, yeah. so we can kind of bond with that. But Brendan has reached out to Will, and it's almost like a big brother type yeah, thing. Yeah, it's really cool to see. And he sent me like some pictures of them sitting together. And just being honest, because Will's mom messaged me. So like, Will didn't want to come. Mm-hmm. And he was worried about just he hadn't done this. There's a lot of older... I, I wouldn't have been here. Mm-hmm. Just when I was his age, I would have been like, no. Yeah, I probably would have called home. Yeah, I, I get home yeah. super easily. I and he hasn't really taught. He got a letter today. He was showing me. Did he really? Um, Mom sent a letter. I didn't know that. Yeah. Breaking and, news. Uh, yeah, I I was, I don't know. It's just it's been neat to watch. And so, the culmination of it, for me, was last night. Um, I had two girls come up before service. Well, one before service and one during service. Mm-hmm. Um, and say their names too because if they're like will you talk about them you can say my about? name yeah so uh, <laughs> Emmy uh, is one of the girls and she came up and she's and this, this is funny because I get Emmy because Emmy has personality like she's got personality I can see that yeah and so she's like hey Matt I don't mean this in a weird way <laughs> I'm like uh oh she goes I just need you to know I love you and I appreciate everything you've done for me as my youth pastor. Oh, man. So I'm immediately, and I'm a crier too, emotional. And so I get up and I go, that's not weird. Yeah. Like, that's kingdom. Yeah, praise God. I hugged her. Yeah. She's like, thanks. I need to hear that. Yeah. She's like, yeah. She we, said, I just need to know it. We need to hear that. As youth pastors, and if you're a youth pastor listening to this, you mm. need that. Like, we, we pour into these kids, but, like, getting poured back into mm-hmm. Like, that gives us new strength and new hope and, like, hey, this is working, yeah. kind of. Like, yes. like, we always say, like, kids are listening more than you think. And, like, yeah. when you get stuff like that, you're like, you did listen. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. So I wanted to add that. Point. Yeah. No, well, because I think that's important. And we could also go off on a tangent of, as youth pastors who are listening, worship leaders who are listening, if there isn't sometimes positive feedback. Mm-hmm. We get drained fast, and then we get burnt out. And then people are really quick to point fingers. Mm-hmm. You're not doing your job. You're not very... And you, like, as other people listening who are like, well, I'm not those things, but I do go to a church. Maybe remember to once in a while thank your youth pastor for taking your kid for seven days um, as a worship leader who gets up every week yeah. and picks songs and prays over songs and runs band practice. Yeah. As a pastor... Pastors and churches, I don't think, I think we just go, well, you're only doing one thing a week. You're preaching yeah. a sermon. Yeah. That'd be neat if that was the case. So, like, we do need it. And then I had another girl, Kinder, uh, came up and said, could I pray for you? Mm. And that gets me. Yeah. And I, you know, like, Kinder came, where she came from, she didn't grow up going to church. And so she just went through Did she a say she was Catholic this morning? She was Catholic. I didn't know that. But, like, 
hard. There's nothing wrong with being Catholic. No, it's not just, at all. It just didn't know. Like, well, that's more, a total, more Methodist. That's the, that's the cool thing about like meeting these girls and boys is like I don't I, I've seen them before in other things, other retreats, other yeah. get-togethers. But when you're like coexisting for seven days and eating meals together, you start and, learning these new yeah. things about people, and you're like, because yeah. she shared her testimony today. Which was also awesome that she could get up and do that. Yeah. So I just wanted to add that part in. Yeah. Which, that was really cool. Like, cool to know backstories behind people. Well, and one thing she said, which I always say is like my favorite line of hers, because I take it for granted. She's like, I grew up Catholic and I grew up going to mass. Mm. So she said the difference between a Catholic mass and a worship service, a contemporary worship service, she goes, it's night and day. Mm. And so she said, I'm not joking. When I saw hands in the air. Yeah. She said, at first I thought people had questions and were waiting on somebody to call on them. <laughs> and I go, you know, like I laugh at it. Yeah. We're both laughing at it. And then I go, oh, I guess. Uh, yeah. If you walked in and you'd never experience that. Because I'll say this, uh, this isn't like controversial take, but like without a relationship with Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. like if you don't have that, <laughs> church is weird. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. We're singing songs about a guy that's not in the room, mm-hmm. but we know he's in the room. Yeah. I'm saying people who don't have relationship with God. Yeah. Then we take, they take our money mm. and then a man gets up and tells us what we need to work on. Yeah. And then we all go out to eat together. Yeah. So just describe that as a non-spiritual thing and you're like, wait a minute. Is that a cult? I mean, that. No, I. I get it. Yeah. Obviously, there has to be a spiritual connection there to know that it's about so much more than those things. So to see Kendra do that. Anyway, so she tells me that. I'm crying. Mm. And we go to do our Devo together. And so twice this week, all of our kids together, boys and girls, the rest of the time we keep them separate. Yeah. Which another thing about the Devos, it's the last thing we do. After like a 12-hour day, it's like, all right, guys and gals, one more 45-minute session At 11.15 at night. When you're sleeping. When you're tired and you're exhausted. Us too. <laughs> everybody, yeah. keyword everybody, mm-hmm. is tired and exhausted. And now go deep. Yes, after a whole 12 hours of seminars, two uh, sermons, small groups, five hours on the rec field, uh, breakfast, lunch, di- I mean, it's just like... Worship, which takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot. As a worshiper or... Di- yeah. Yes. Yes. So, so Devos. So then... We come together, and it just started because of them. Yes. I was like, it was nice to be told, I love you, and thanks for all you've done. Yep. It was nice to be prayed over and said, Amen. thanks. So then I'm like, well, I hear people tell me that they love me. My, my parents still tell me that they love me. My wife says, I love you. People I go to church with, friends, that we, we awesome, I can say I love you. That's not weird. Yeah. So it's good to hear it. But then I started thinking about all those kids and being like, some of these kids don't hear that all the time. You and I both grew up here, like being loved on. Yeah. And we talked about the difference of that, because yeah. um, love is different, and the mm-hmm. way people express, express it, it is different. Show it, yeah. But to receive it <laughs> is needed, and so all we said was we sang a worship song. Um, we tried to do a song that Austin wanted to hear because we hadn't done the holy water in a slowed down way uh, for the a while. Best version, I think it's pretty good. Ever, I think it's of pretty that good. Song. And if I had one more <laughs> harmony singer, so like a it's three part harmony, it's not me. I can't do it. Not, not Don't, ask me. Okay. Don't ask me. Right. We're looking for a third army singer for Holy Water Slow Down. Um, <laughs> send your letters to P.O. Box. No. Um, and so we then said, so get up, 
go to someone in the room and all all I said was just make sure everybody's at least been told yeah. I love you. Yeah. And why? Yeah. So now let me ask you this, because I didn't ask you this before. Yeah. When I said that, mm-hmm. what were your expectations on that? I know what mine were. Um Maybe yours were better than mine. I, I didn't think what did happen, I didn't expect. No. What I expected was like they all get up mm-hmm. and they talk to like the person right next to them. Yeah. Or somebody they're already friends with. Yes. Like their best friend. Yeah. And go, I love you because you're my friend. The easy like, ones. The easy ones. Yeah. But that didn't happen. No. I mean, I saw people and I just said it. For like, like 20 minutes. Crying. Crying and saying I love you for 20 minutes. Some people's hands on their faces. Because yes. I said, you know, you can grab them by the shoulders. And some of them literally grab their faces. Like, look at me. I love We're you. about to be in like the... In a, in a proper way. Yes. Not yes. like a funny ha-ha. No. <laughs> love, love, no. Love, no. Which was so cool because they were full teenagers. Yes. I don't know if we'd say that to adults if they could yes. do that. No, I don't. Yeah. I honestly don't. You put like 25 adults in a room. Now go around and tell each other why you love them and... and yes. Uh, I don't know. Yes. It gets weird, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but it was like the best It was awesome. Thing. It was a really cool experience. And then we closed with How He Loves. Yeah, that's my favorite song of all time. Uh, dude. I didn't I, know if you knew that or not. I didn't know that. It's my favorite song of all really? time. Really? All time. So, so another segue. This is what we do on this podcast. You all time. You listen, you know. All time. So... You, and I got to meet Crowder. Okay, so do three you, years ago, but do you jam. know the story behind the guy who wrote it? No, I have to tell you this okay. if it's your favorite song. Okay, okay? So, I think I've heard like bits and pieces of it, but I've never like dove into it. John Mark McMillan, the name's familiar. Okay, right? so John Mark McMillan writes it. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who writes "Sloppy Wet Kiss." Mm-hmm. Crowder changes it. Crowder's version gets popular. Yes, because it's David Crowder. Amazing. That's the first version I had ever heard. Yeah. I, and especially like in the great romance and stuff, I wasn't the deep dive worship guy. Mm-hmm. I was Crowder. Hillsong was cutting edge for me. Tom, a lot of Tomlin. Well, you got to put that, Tomlin I in mean, there. yeah. But that's, that's all I kind of knew. Yeah. And so then when other people would tell me other things. And so I, <laughs> How He Loves the same way. So when I heard How He Loves, I don't know what your feelings are on it. When I first heard it, um, it was this positive mm. um, he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Just like a singing out to God saying, thank you for loving me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Is that the way you took it? Um, yeah, for the most part. But it was just hearing the words, how he loves. Like over and over. Mm-hmm. And like, sh- you know, everybody's heard of uh, Reckless Love. Yes. How he loves. Controversial song. It is. <laughs> I love it. So back yeah, off. I did too. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like that like relentless love mm-hmm. that you hear in that song, I hear in how he loves. Yes. Like, just talking about, like, he is our portion, he is our prize. Like, just knowing that... Keep talking, because I'm pulling up the lyrics. ...is, like, talk about. unbelievable. And, like, I don't know if we can segue to this, but, like, I don't know if we're going to talk about, like, call into ministry. I got it. called into ministry, and four years later, five years later, after I gave my life to Christ. So I gave my life to Christ in 2010, and then, like, 2014, 2015 comes along, and, like, the Lord said, okay, Austin... Your football career is over. I got seven concussions. Not good times. Not fun. Football. And we don't mess around with concussions, anyone no. who may be listening. No, we do not. It's a very serious subject to me. Um, very serious. We can talk about it at a different time. <laughs> but 
So I got called into ministry at Beulah Camp as well. So that's why Beulah is so special. Um, I was at Aldersgate United Methodist Church in Marion, Illinois. That's where I grew up, and that was my home church. And uh, Shout out to Aldersgate. Absolutely. Sure, they're listening. Uh, absolutely. I, I, the big part of my life is that church. Yeah. And uh, how he loves, I sang how he loves. Remember you talked about two nights ago where you saw me, I was singing. In the chapel. In the chapel. By yourself. By myself. Yeah. I was singing how he loves for an hour straight by myself after everybody left before I got called into ministry. Over so wait and over and over and over. So... Is it like is it possible so that night that I walked by and th- that's what was going on? Yes, I was getting called in the ministry field. So I sang that song, How He Loves. I don't know why I was singing it. I just kept singing it. Oh, I, I couldn't stop saying the words. Like the chorus. Right, right. I walked into the yeah. kitchen, not to get a snack. I probably got one after. <laughs> Judgment. 6'4", <laughs> 275. <laughs> Remember that, people. I love fried chicken. Um, chicken, it does a body good. That's no, what I've always does. said. It does. Chicken and milk. I raised on chicken and milk. <laughs> I walked into the kitchen, and um, I start journaling. Stop running. Stop running. And Bridget, name dropping, great lady here at Beulah Camp and around Southern Illinois, she walked in and said, it's time, isn't it? And I go, yeah. I'm done running. Dang. I'm done running. Do you think, like, she just knew, like, she knew. you're supposed to be in the industry? She knew. Like, there was, like, people cool, out man. the door waiting to talk that's to cool. me to say, about time. Yeah. About time. But isn't that funny? So that's my segue of how he loves. Yeah. When you played that last night, when you always play it. Yeah, always. Like, all these years I've been around St. Matt's, like. It's always, like, a staple. Of, yes, like, and I'm like, like we every sing. time you play it, I get so fired up. Because it takes me back to that moment where I got called into ministry. Isn't it funny on the calling part? So, like, you said everybody kind of knew. and People were, like, waiting to be like, bro, Mm -hmm. come on. Like, they could see it, like, bright as day. But you didn't. No. Like, I I was holding on to the football dream. And, like, no, you're not going to be in the NFL. But you have to be. I get, I get that people and God puts people in your life to tell you things. Yeah. But it has to be you yeah. that accepts the calling. Yes. That's the thing. Yes. You know? So like yes. everybody and their brother can tell you things. I've had people well, it's like, say uh, things. That's like losing weight. Like yeah. you can't do it until you see it. Mm-hmm. Like you'd be like, hey bro, you, you need to lose a couple of pounds. Mm-hmm. Like, cause after I got done playing football, I got to like 370. I was a big dude. Because of Hostess products. Yes. My dad worked for Hostess. Hostess does not sponsor in this video, but... But they could. They could. <laughs> so, like, but I had to lose weight. Yeah. Everybody saw it. Yeah. But I didn't see it until I looked in the mirror and I went, holy cow. Right. And that's the same thing with, like, ministry. Yeah. Until your eyes fully open. You could, like, awesome, bro. Mm. You could be a pastor, bro. Yeah. You could be a preacher, bro. Yeah. I don't know why I'm saying bro a lot, but like well, we're you, in California. <laughs> no, we're in El Dorado, Illinois. Yes, um, but that's how I look at it. Yeah, and finally my eyes awoken. No, and I relate to it because people would say things I was supposed to do. Yeah, and even with youth ministry, I mean honestly, Lindsay said it a lot. Mm. She didn't like push at it, but she would be like, "I think you'd be a good youth pastor," mm. and I was like, "Whatever." <laughs> And then my like, associate pastor, same thing. Like, have you ever thought about it? I was like, <laughs> you're crazy. oh, you're serious. 
you know, he's like, we'll pray about it. It's like, yeah, whatever. And I, I've always told the story. I prayed probably the crappiest prayer in history of like, Hey, this is Matt. You already know that. Uh, there's no way in the world you'd want me to be a youth pastor. Right. God. I mean, that's like the prayer, like, yeah. cow, like cows, whatever. And God was like, yeah, I was like, ah, maybe you didn't hear me. Uh, this is Matt Vollmer. You know, um, no, I heard you. This, yeah, and I'm I'm the music guy. I do music. That's what I do. God, you know that. It's you created me to do that. You don't want me to be pastor. And God's like, yeah, I do. Yeah. So I think it is until you come to that realization. And sometimes it takes, it takes the person who's being called way longer than everybody else is like, oh yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Well, duh. So go go back to it. that was that was actually really good. But I want to talk about this because it also relates to a lot of people listen to this. We talk about music. We have musicians on set. That's not all we do. Yeah. But in songwriting, one thing that's always amazing to me is so how he loves, and I know you've got other songs that mean a lot to you. You could tell me what they mean to you and what you think it means. Mm -hmm. And for you, it's correct. And then we get the songwriter in here. And they could be like, that's not what that's I was talking about at all. all. So when I wrote it, I was blah, blah, blah. What I, that's what I think makes music amazing. Yeah. The fact that music is subjective. Mm -hmm. so you love someone an artist I hate them yeah. neither one of us are wrong neither one of us is right it's what's awesome about music and it's also what's infuriating about music <laughs> because it's you not you probably know I, more than that than I do well, I just hear what's on the radio right. and I listen well, to I it well I know you know this I know you know sports oh yeah so like if you play basketball and you average 20 and 10 sure in high school yeah it's pretty good odds are pretty good you're going to go to a school. Somewhere. Somebody's interested D1, in 20 D2, and 10. D1, D2, D3, NAIA, something. Then you do it in college, 20 and 10. Yeah. You got a shot yeah. at 20 and 10, maybe a little higher, but 20 and 10 of somebody in the NBA going, like, let's give this guy a shot. If yeah. you do 20 and 10 in the NBA and for your whole career, you're a Hall of Famer. I would agree so it's that. like you do these things and it translates to this. Sure. In music, mm. I've heard some of the most amazing people that no one will ever hear mm. never make it. And I've heard some people who have made it that I'm like, they're just not very good. Mm -hmm. And the subjectivity is, but somebody else thinks they're good and they're selling albums and then somebody else, but, but that guy's better than them. Is that all artists like thinking that way? Or is that, is that just like the music industry? I think that's the industry. It's just what it's become. Okay. And again, I don't know anything like outside of just yeah. lyrics and just, but you know what you like. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes, sometimes I'm like, that's not very good. I'm like, right. that's pretty, and it can be the same artist, yeah. which is crazy. Like, oh, yeah. I love those three songs with Crowder, but like yeah. the other one, not Or fan. they like, they get famous and then they earn the right to make the album they want to make. Mm. But the albums they were making that got them famous were the producers and the label going, you should do it like this. And then they're like, well, we made enough money. We've earned the right to do what we want to do. Okay. Then they do what they want to do. And you realize the only reason they were as good as they were is because yeah. they had a good producer. Uh, so it's like, that's, to me, that ain't sports. Yeah. So on sports, if you hit 300... You're, you're just you're good, yeah. and and in music you can be like, man, that's the most amazing singer I've ever heard, and their songwriting is amazing. And you go, have you heard of blah blah blah? Mm -hmm. And they, well, look at what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. David Crowder is that song to you? Yeah, he didn't write it. Yeah, John Mark did. Yeah, John Mark is like people know him, but he's more like an un, kind of an underground thing. Like he came to St. Louis and he played in like this club that packed that held about 150 200 people. Mm -hmm. That's John Mark McMillan. I think he's more talented than half the people who are out there. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. So when John Mark wrote that song, so just just the first verse. He is jealous for me, loves like a hurricane, I am a tree. Bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy. And then he says, when all of a sudden, I am unaware of these afflictions that are eclipsed by glory. 
and I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. So that's like a realization verse. Mm -hmm. So the chorus says, and oh, comma. And that's like, why are you reading me the comma? Because how he loves us, oh, how he loves us, oh. If I change the infliction in my voice, oh, how he loves us, oh, because I just said, um, I'm unaware of these afflictions that get eclipsed by glory. So when John Mark, and I challenge you to look up the video, and if I, I'll send it to you, because okay. I know where it's at. I'll just do that. So he tells the story of writing this song after his best friend was killed. I did not know that. I didn't either, for the longest time. And he said, when I was writing this song, I wasn't feeling loved. Hmm. I was feeling the opposite of love. And he said, so the way I sang the chorus isn't the feel good, how he loves us. Mm. It was, oh, mm. how he loves us. Because my friend just died. Yeah. Oh, which to be honest, with your testimony and things that you're going, I just think this song becomes more and more your testimony. Yeah. Because then, I, we're getting way deeper into the song than I thought, but I, I kind of like it if you're okay with it. No. So then. I can talk about how he loves all day. So then he comes back, second verse, after questioning, do you love me, God? Mm. And says, but we are his portion and he's our prize. Drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes. The, one of the most powerful lines, if grace is an ocean, we're all sinking. We're all sinking. And then the reason I love that he says sloppy wet. And heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss and my heart turns violently inside my chest. Unforeseen, it's fine. But sloppy wet kiss, to me, when he says, and then my heart turns violently inside of my chest, that to me is like romance. Mm. So sloppy wet kiss is, I love you so much, get over here. Yeah. And, and I know when some people say it, they're like, that seems disrespectful to God. But like God loves us in an intimate way yeah. that we sometimes don't understand. And then he says... Um, and this is how we get to the answer to his question of, oh, how he loves us. I don't have time to maintain these regrets. When? When I think, think about, about the way, and then he's answering his question, mm. he loves us. Yes. Oh, and now it's a statement. No. And so... Man, man I, you're going to church right I now. I know, dude. I'm kind of getting goosebumps. I need and we're, sit, we're sitting in this little chapel. And the um, Spirit's here. Right? Yeah. Because there's so much more to that song. Yeah. And so if you're somebody listening and you're like, and I have the same questions and I've had, I have sarcastically saying to God, oh, you love how he loves us. He sure doesn't seem like he loves us. But then when you go back and read verse two and that line of, which now has probably had more weight to it than I've ever realized, I don't have time to maintain these regrets. Hmm. Why don't I have time to maintain these regrets? Because if I focus on how much my God loves me, I don't have time for it. Yeah. I just don't have time for it. Praise God. And then I can wallow in the, and that's when I also love. So then at the end, after he sings, he loves us, oh how, and he blasts it. He then goes back to the first way he, say, he sang it and says, and oh, how he loves us. Mm. Oh, as if saying, I realize mm. how he loves me. And so let's segue to this. This is what we've been experiencing all week here. Mm -hmm. um, there's a different worship band. I've been the worship band for a lot of years, off and on. And as a youth pastor, they were like, you were the worship leader last year at camp. 
and the director said, I saw how much work you had to do to be the worship, the worship leader to us I couldn't imagine. and the youth pastor. Kids. I could not imagine. And I wore a brave front. I was like, yeah, we're fine. Yeah, it's fine. I can do this. This thing is this. But it's like to focus on what needs to be focused on, it's hard. Yeah, I was the rec director for just four hours yeah, of life, just getting water to the kids yeah. and being a youth pastor. Yeah. I said, way too much. Correct. Couldn't do it. You've experienced I was only two that. years. I said, <laughs> nah, I'm good. Because it's a lot. And and not regrets because I also love it. Yeah. But we brought in after Grace. Um, I, I liked them. Well, and I and I had met them. We had played Branson Young Christians Weekend, and we shared a side stage. Yeah. And so like they would go on, we'd go on, they'd go on, we'd go on. And so I, that was the only interaction I had with them. And the only thing I knew was, I thought they were good. I thought they were talented, but I thought they had good attitudes. Yeah. And so the thing is, as I've gotten older. And other artists and people listen and whatever, like the music and all that stuff is one aspect of it. Ninety mm-hmm. percent of the reason the great romance gets asked back anywhere mm-hmm. has nothing to do with our talent, nothing mm-hmm. or lack of. Mm-hmm. It has to do with most of the time what they say to me is, "Guys are pretty easy to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not jerks. You don't act like you're rock stars." Uh, you talk to our kids afterwards. Yeah. Um, you have good attitudes and good hearts. Yeah. And that's why they bring us back. They're like, we can go get talented people. Yeah. And I think the same with Beulah. Yeah. And you and I are kind of protective of this place, is that oh, fair to say? Oh, I am. <laughs> yeah. And so this year, we brought them in. Uh, Andy Adams, Pastor of Troy, was a night speaker. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my boy, DJ Dangerfield, who's been on the podcast. My boy all of a sudden now, too. Dude. My um, boy. Like, I've seen him before. Mm-hmm. Like at fall retreat, yeah. I saw him. I, I saw him about that. And I saw him one other time. I can't remember what it yeah, was. There was something else where I was like, "Who is who? Who is yeah. this? Who's this guy?" And I've never had a conversation with him, right? Ever. Like I'd pass him, like, "What's up, man?" Yeah. Like, what up, brother? But not and like stuff like that. I'm like nothing deep. And mm-hmm. like, I, I got to know him this week. I talked to him after a service for like at two hours, uh-huh. and it was like we're very similar. Like, I don't know if he would say that. I think he would mm-hmm. because of our testimonies. Yes. Like things we've both so. gone through. Like when he was speaking, I was like, dude, you're talking to me. Yeah. Like you're talking, like you're, you, what you've gone through, mm-hmm. I'm walking through that kind of. Yeah. And like. And just, DJ is an evangelist. And, and I think that's where God's leading me as well yeah. is to more evangelism than just being beyond a pulpit yeah. and in a youth room with a PlayStation. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. And I've struggled with that. Yeah. I've struggled. Well, we all, need both, bro. Yes. That's but all my thing. life, I thought I had to be in a church. Yeah. I had to be like in a pulpit. Yeah. I had to be. And DJ's like, no, nah, mm. I'm an evangelist. I go to camps. I talk to people. He has his church. He's a head pastor. Yes. Who is an evangelist. Yes. And like, so like, it gave me new hope. Yeah. Where I needed new hope. Yeah. But yeah. Well, well, no, dude. I, I think that's the thing that's been awesome about this week is so, like, we've seen our kids listen. Yeah. Um, we've seen them worship. Yeah. We've seen them connect. I think they're asking questions to themselves and being challenged about things. For what sure. they do when they go home, like, obviously, we're going to love on them and try to walk on the side of them, but we can't make them do things. Yeah. But this week of camp has been awesome. Mm. I, I, think, I, I think people don't talk about this enough. So, like, physical drain, that's one side of it. Emotional drain and spiritual drain is this other side that people want to gloss over and they go, it cannot be. I'm telling you, dude, and you preach, 
So you know how you feel after you preach. Oh, you're warm. Correct? Ouch. After I lead worship, and it's five songs, man, on a Sunday, sometimes I feel like I ran a marathon. Mm. And You should test that theory one time. Like run a marathon, see yeah. if it's the same. <laughs> I, I want to tell you this right now. We've started playing church softball again for the first time in three years. Yeah. And the last time I played church softball, I was running around the bases. <laughs> and my right leg just stopped working. I was going to say that. I was going to say it's going to stop working. Just it did. stopped working. Not funny. I, I stepped, funny now. At yeah. the time, I didn't know what was happening. I stepped on the bag yeah. and I turned. Yeah. And I went to plant my right leg. Yeah. I put it down and it just like collapsed on me. Oh, I fell to the ground. That's not good. Jumped back up, mm-hmm. ran home. Okay. Were you safe? Safe. That's all. And matters. then everybody, that's why I felt. Everybody. <laughs> if you've been out, the story would have been terrible. Well, I yes. never put again and I'm done. No, no. And that's the end of my career. And everybody yeah. comes running out and they're like worried about me. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm not sure what happened. I'm just telling you, my leg went out. It did it twice that season. So because it did it then, then we don't play for two years. Yeah. So this year, yeah. I'm so careful running. Yeah. I'm, I'm running slower than yeah. I've ever ran, and I, and I know it. So like, if you were like, go run a marathon, the amount of training I would have to do to get up to that level, it's so bad that we play double headers, and in the second game, I call for a pinch runner every time. Mm-hmm. I never Is this it. like could be like eventually like a Kirk Gibson thing when he hit the home run? Like <laughs> Matt, Matt comes just in, smokes it, and like that's all we need it. So the only thing that I feel so like I'm a singles guy and and maybe a doubles guy. I'll get on base and I'll move runners over yeah. and I'll get RBI. So, so that sounds like a team player. That's the only way I know to play anymore. <laughs> because it's all I'm capable of doing. It was a compliment. You know? I, I appreciate it. Well, and Bud, our coach. Who is 75. That's a name for a coach. Bro, you have to meet Bud. Bud. Oh, yeah. Like, so he's 75 years old. Yes. His goal, I believe, is to die on the softball field. Crazy. Like, I think he wants to. My goodness. And Bud is a, like, what a champion. A good dude. Loves us. He'll bust your chops. He's that that guy. So, like, Does wait, he go to St. Matt's? He goes to St. Matt's. How about I met him before? He's the parking lot guy. So when people come in in the morning, oh. he greets you at the door and then gets out. And these people who he calls old people. Yeah. He gets not, them and brings them inside, and they're and they're rockers, and they're and like that's Bud. That's I know you're talking about now. Okay, I'm talking about now. Okay. So Bud the other night, I mean, this is going to good places. So the thing I do now is singles and occasional doubles, mostly singles. No dingers. I can't get set. bro. I'm not even close. I don't have any. <laughs> I have I have no power. Okay, I'm I'm Tony Gwynn. I'm a slap hitter, and I'm putting the ball. So if you're like on MLB the Show, mm-hmm. and they gave you like power ranking one through a hundred, where. Is 100 the worst? No, 100 is the best. Okay. So I'll give you an example. Yadier okay. Molina in MLB The Show, okay. speed, they literally gave the man a zero. So wow. when I saw that, okay. and they gave pull holes like a five. I went, there's, I want to say, I'm a Cubs fan. Not trying to get into that. But like, and that's a, been the Great Romance Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next. <laughs> no. So as a Cardinal fan, yeah. I just like, I saw that and I'm like, how, I want to see pull holes in Molina. Race in a 40. I'd like to see Who that. wins? So here's what I'm going to tell you. I think it's Molina because... That's what I'm saying! Molina's the slowest dude in the planet, and he raced somebody else who I thought was faster, and I can't remember who it was, and they said Molina beat him. And I don't remember who it was. So, it's like two years ago. Who would that have been? Somebody who was quicker, I thought. So how in the yeah. world MLB The Show... I, so if you put that on me and you yeah, say power... Yeah, so like power... I'm a 20. I've hit one out once. 
This year? No, not here. Like when I was a little bit younger. Oh, the wind was blowing out. No, uh, no. Are you saying now? No, man. I'm talking about right now. Like every year, MLB the show comes out with a new game. Okay. Yeah, I'm a five. New season, the five. I'm not hitting the ball. That's fine. That's fine. I'm not hitting the ball far, but I am hitting it right over the shortstop, right over the third baseman, right. You know, you know where to put the ball. I do, I do, and and sometimes it goes where I want it better. What I bring to the table, and Bug would tell you this, is I play third base. Ooh, hot corner. And I love it. I don't know how to not dive anymore. I can't tell myself don't dive. So <laughs> if you look right now, that, 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 and that this is from softball. Beat up. Yeah, and it was worse. I had to buy uh, pants. I'd never wore baseball pants before. And so we play on turf now. Oh, so bougie. I had this it's very nice, by the way. It's like a it's a nice league. Other than they have a timer on the games, and I feel they cheat us out every time. A like, timer? Yeah, they only let the games go like so far, and if like we're in the six, is there a pitch clock? And the time runs out. Nah, I went, what are we doing? That doesn't seem fair. Well, and it seems like they have favorites, and now I'm gonna sound like nepotism. Oh so, boy. So so keep I going, keep going. Yeah. Keep going. So so I dive a lot. Yeah. And you can ask like the young guys. I'll turn a play in where they're like, "How the heck did he catch that?" Now my arm is is solid. I don't think it's great. Yeah. But I'll get to almost anything. Well, Jeff Carringer is a shortstop. So oh, on the left man. side, man, I'm just being honest. We got a lot down. Not much to get past us. We got dude. a lot down. So I'll do It's that. like Arnado and uh, Ozzy Smith oh, like together. Bro. Just shut oh, it down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love that comparison. I just love that power. So the other night, um, Bud is coaching, and um, he is. Oh, I'm kind of telling on him. He ain't listening to this podcast. I don't think Bud knows what a podcast is. So, but um, I really hope you're listening. <laughs> if I, I said, really Bud, I talked about you in the podcast, he'd be like, what station? And is it AM or FM? <laughs> so, it just said, yes. Yes, Bud. Yes. yes. So he is saying something, and Bud is like kind of a good old boy. Oh, okay. So he'll kind of be talking, yeah. and I'm pretty sure he cussed. I'm pretty sure. He did so, it so fastly, the fast you did It's like, really it. quick. He kind of reminds me of, uh, what was the guy on Dukes of Hazard? He got... Oh, them Duke boys. Uh, yeah, he kind of yeah, is that yeah. guy. I so he, I'm pretty sure he says a cuss word. Everybody starts laughing. <laughs> and I go running out to mountain. So Bud and I bust his chops. And I go, I'm running out to third. And I go, as the only staff of the St. Matthew softball team here, I would like to personally deduct fi- like a $50 fine from our coach Bud for using that kind of language. And without missing a beat, Bud goes, you know I vote on your salary, right? I mean, just like, bam. I like this guy. Everybody starts laughing, and I fire back with, you know I got other offers, right? Oh. He's like, ah. So then we laugh. We do the the whatever. But what was that point with softball? I don't know. Oh, we were talking about running and being in shape. So that's all I bring to the table anymore. It's like, I play pretty dang good defense, if I do say so myself, and I'll get on base a lot. Um, But as far as the running thing, no. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The marathon. Getting exhausted from lead worship. And I'm telling you, lead worship sometimes, I feel like 30 times more tired than any softball game I play, and I feel bad after softball now. Like, when you get older, which, again, apparently you know now. um, I guess. My goodness. (laughs) uh, You don't recover as fast. That's that's what it is. So, Uh like, I hurt... Thank God I have a hot tub at home, and I know it's like 100 degrees outside. But after a softball Still game, use it. I just come in, I sit, just and relax in it. Makes me feel a little bit better. So, um, this whole week, let's bring it back to this because yeah. you know, we went longer than I thought. It was good. Um, we're at the end of a great week, yeah. and it's not like we're saying we hate these kids and we want to go home. We love these kids. That's why we're here. Yeah. But now we're both like the end is in sight. Yeah. 
Tomorrow is our last day. Yeah. Tonight's going to go late because we do uh, the com- communion and candlelight. A candlelight service. Those of you who know Beulah, you know it. And it's all good things. Super special. And, and just like the, the feeling I always get when they do the candlelight thing. Um, one time I remember we did a song for the candlelight thing. And I don't know if you remember, we had a guy who was filling in and playing guitar that wasn't Chase. So his name was Bennett. But the thing that would have stood out is he also played violin. Mm. So we did a song, and I think it was um, uh, Manifesto, um, the uh, Amen. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. usually, I it's, that now. Okay, usually yeah. it's up tempo, and yeah. we slowed it down, and he played violin over the top of it. Mm. So th- imagine this if we can paint a picture. So it's an old school tabernacle, no walls, no air. Um, Fans, it's hot. Pews everywhere. Yes, and like wooden. Yeah, wooden old pews. school. Been here since the fifties. Yes, probably bugs flying around and whenever, horse flies. Yes, and whenever we're here, it's always the hottest it's been all year. Also, yeah, so it just happens. So we're also at the end, and we just had communion, and there was a time we got like two fifty here, two hundred fifty, three hundred kids. Yeah, all in a circle, candles. And we all sing one song together, and then it seems like we would always end it, and then sing Amazing Grace together, and then we just go our separate ways in quiet. It's dark. It's yeah. kind of this thing. And it's epic, dude. Like, I'm super excited about it, because I have a bunch of kids who've never experienced it. Mm-hmm. So, with that, ministry can be draining, and so you have to be aware of it, mm. and you do have to... There, there used to be pastors I knew a lot who would take sabbaticals. I'm not saying they took a lot of sabbaticals, yeah. but they would take one and I would hear this word. And I was like, what's a sabbatical? Yeah. Explain this to yeah. me. Yeah, and they're like, well, sometimes when you're in ministry, you kind of need to pull away, not from God, but from that, the job, yeah. and go recharge the batteries, because if you don't, you're no good to anybody. Yeah. And I would hear it, and I was super judgmental of it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, not me, I'll minister until I'm dead for the cause of Christ. Mm. Well, yeah, when you're 20, it's oh. easy to say. Mm. When your body doesn't recover as fast from diving in a second, <laughs> um, you start to go, sometimes you have to be aware of that stuff. And so Beulah drains me, but it also refreshes me. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about uh, that. Same exact way. Right? Like you feel exhausted and you're like mentally, physically, spiritually. Like you said that you just played like your music, mm-hmm. like the five sets or five songs, mm-hmm. whatever you call it. Yeah. And uh, that's worship. Yeah. And like us on the other side, you looking at us, we're screaming. Mm-hmm. Hands in the hands air. Hands in the air. Or just sitting quietly. People worship in different yeah. ways. All good stuff. Yeah. That's a spiritually exhaustion. Yeah. And like. Because you're pouring out. I was exhausted on Tuesday. Yeah. Like, seriously. <laughs> I was yeah. done. Yeah. And, like, I had to take a break for a little bit. Went took a nap and, like, recharged a little bit. Like, a mm-hmm. mini sabbatical at Beulah. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Which we just had another mini sabbatical because we rewatched the final episode of Kenobi for those Star Wars fans who are out there. Praise the Lord. And just, like, chilled and basked in the Kenobi goodness. That was <laughs> awesome. But, yeah. Like, the physicalness, just you're, just... you're just tired. Yeah. But... You like every night you're like, yes, God. Yeah. Like it's such the weird that's why yeah. I think I love this place so much. Mm. 
It's the weirdest dynamic. Yes. You're physically, spiritually, mentally, everything you can think of exhausted. Yep. But you feel refreshed. Yep. Like your spiritual life is lifted. Yeah. And it's like, oh, can't that happen at home? I struggle with that one. Yeah. Whether it could happen or not happen. Yeah. I think we could talk about that. We've been talking about that all week. A lot. Yeah. Um, it could. That's another podcast. It really is. Like, Because <laughs> I just really struggle with that. But... It can or cannot happen at home. Sure, we can debate that. But yeah. like here, it's all you have. Yeah. Yeah, you have your phones and you have a little bit of stuff here and but there. It's like Jesus, 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 Jesus yeah. until eleven thirty at night, and then yeah. you get like ten minutes of like scrolling through your Twitter feed and going, "I really don't care. Yeah. I want to go to sleep." And then you pass out. And you pass out. Do it all again at six thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but you feel refreshed. Yeah. Like I'm excited to go home. Yeah. And like, be refreshed. But like, take some of this. No, I say take energy back, but you know what I'm saying? Like, take the refreshment that I have and, like, utilize that to go back home and be like, all right, man, let's get down to some yeah. ministry kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it, it is, but it's not, and I'll say this, like, personal plug for this place, you know, El Dorado, Illinois. El Dorado. El Dorado. I say El Dorado. Yeah. El there Dorado. is a place here, something like called El Dorado, Illinois. And is it spelled like L and separate? I, not, I think okay. so. Don't quote me on that. Um, and it like it, you know, I don't, do you have to be Methodist to come here? Like if we open this up and say if you're looking for a camp, I don't, and you're a church, uh, Beulah I'm, Holiness Camp I Youth Institute. So. Okay, but check it out. And in fact, I'll probably put contact information at the end because that's good. Um, it's a special place, but it's a great place. Great place. And if you're like, well, we've went to other camps, and I'm telling you this. So like, we play a camp in Michigan called Spring Hill. I love the camp. We played YFC camps, Youth for Christ, where they bring in all unsaved kids. And at the beginning of the week, we play secular songs, and then we transition into worship. And you see, like, 50 kids get saved every week. That's cool. Different camp. Awesome camp. The facilities are, like, um, top-notch. It's like a resort. If I showed you pictures of the pool, you'd be like, that ain't camp. (laughs) You'd be like, well, first of all, they have a pool. But there's different camps for different things and different needs. And I think what... I just have always told people is I think God uses all of them. He just uses them a different way. So instead of me being so resistant of Beulah, I mean, like, well, that's just a piece of, no, because I've seen the stuff that happens yeah. here. Yeah. You're living proof of the stuff that happened here. You got saved here and accepted your calling into the ministry mm-hmm. and kind of found your wife here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you yeah. think about it, that's a whole like y'all met from Beulah. here. So yeah. Quick, quick. How about that? No, say it. Quick. Uh, so, I don't know, a year before, or maybe a year after I got called into ministry, came back here for another summer, I was working mm-hmm. at Alders Gate, blah, 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 and this girl, I said this girl, like, it's like a mystery. Careful. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this beautiful girl, yeah. uh, holy girl, comes up and starts singing with you. Yeah. And I'm like, who's this? All right, who's this girl? Well, because like, I grew up with, I, I didn't grow up, mm-hmm. like my senior year, freshman of college, yeah. stuff. I, I had just the great romance yeah. and Matt and singing. Yeah. And he didn't really have it. There wasn't no backup no, 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 nothing like yeah. that. So when you say, hey, we got something different, I don't like change. I'm not a big change guy. So I'm like, so like when somebody gives you like $20 cash and yeah. trying to give you change back, and I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. Not like change. <laughs> but like that. Like, but I'm will <laughs> 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 be here all week. I just laugh. Um, but uh, so she came up there and I'm like, didn't look at her as a wife. Had nothing like that. She sang. I don't know what she sang. She mm-hmm. probably sang a Lauren Daigle song probably. or something. 
just Lana, Lana, Lana Lauren Day. Made for her. Yeah. Which you've done a really good job, like in the years, like giving her songs to sing. Mm-hmm. Fantastic job. Great mm-hmm. job, Matt. Um, as her husband. Great job. You're welcome. Um, but, so she sang a song. Yeah. I think maybe the next day, I was the rec director, mm-hmm. like I said before, yeah. and I was getting water in the kitchen. She was in the kitchen. And she was cleaning a dish or something. I don't know what she... I think she was helping the dishwashers because that's what she does. Well, that's right. She just helps all the time. I don't understand It's it. not about Haley. No, at all. And it's not about you, boo. No, it's <laughs> not about you, boo. So DJ told us. He did. It was awesome. <laughs> so I go up to her. I go, hey, are you the girl that sings? And she goes, like, Haley nervousness. Like, uh, 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 she goes, uh, yeah. And I go, you're really good. And again, I have no intention on like, this is going to be my wife one day at <laughs> all. And I leave. I just go, oh, time to go play some basketball. Yeah. Like again, Austin focused on uh, basketball. Yeah. Sports uh, time. Sports time. And so I go out and it just, that was the beginning. Because yeah. like before that, I was engaged to a girl. And like, it didn't work. Mm. That was my first love in like 2013. Like my first girlfriend ever. Yeah. And I got engaged in like five months. Brutal, guys. Brutal. Be careful out there. Um, so, like, that didn't work out. <laughs> That'll be on Austin's podcast. Yeah. Love I, advice. Yeah. By Austin Dixon. <laughs> I don't know if you want that one. So, that happens. Didn't work out. And I see Haley. I just, again, no radar. Broken relationship I just got out of. Yeah. Not really looking for love at all. Just saying, you're a really good singer. Yeah. And then things kind of materialize. And, like, we send messages back and forth. And people call that stalking now. No, I just sent her a yeah. message. Like, back off, people. Yeah, we learned like, that. Yeah, it's we learned that this week. Like, it's not called stalking. You just <laughs> talk to a person. That's a different word. Very different. Yeah. And she was very serious. Like, from the beginning, she tells me this now, she knew. Oh. She knew that I was going to be her husband. Heck, yes. I can... Uh, Test to the numerous times I heard stories. Because like about Austin, I know. Uh, Which I and I and I never looked at myself that way. Like I always had self doubt about like my looks and like I was a bigger guy and like nobody could love me like that. So like that's but that's that was my demons. Right. So like that next year at camp because we only saw each other during camp. Yeah. So like the next year at camp, I was teaching seminars. And I I do a seminar on no plan B. Like, God always has plan A for your life, no matter what. Yeah. And I go in there, and it's all girls, pretty much. <laughs> all girls. I was not expecting that. Because there's football guys here that I brought from Aldersgate, and like, I was expecting dudes to show up to a manly or bearded yeah. football guy that yeah. loves Jesus. It was all girls plus Haley. I don't know if they rigged the system to just get her in there with me. Possibly. I'm pretty sure they did. Pop. Possibly. Because we're, I was in the tiniest like little cabin over here for like lessons. Yeah. Right by the tabernacle. It could only fit like 15 people. Yeah. There was like 30 girls in there. They were sitting on the floor and I'm like... Oh, she talked about you all the time. That's yeah. Good. So, like, they knew and it was always like everybody loved Haley so much. Yeah. That they're like, if that's the guy that would make Haley... And, and let's just say this. Haley would tell you, she didn't date anybody else. Mm-hmm. So Haley wasn't... You know, like dating around trying to find this guy. And I think what's funny to like you and I, I love obviously, this love this girl. obviously you love her. That's your wife. You yeah. love her as your wife. She's a real deal. I love her like a daughter. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I'm protective of her. Yeah. And so when I knew Haley was into Austin and at first because of just life, 
things weren't being reciprocated in the way I thought they should be reciprocated. Oh, for sure. I was like, he can go. This dude better watch himself. Yeah. Again, you know where that comes out of. Absolutely. Of caring for yeah. her. And I, and I love that about her. Yes. That she had like an army really? standing behind her. Really. Ready to go. Literally like, don't you hurt our Haley. Yes. That's that's it. And it was it, that was how what you just said. Yeah. Our Haley. Yeah. Like everybody said, that's oh, my yeah. Haley. That's, that's our Haley. Haley. And like her mom and dad were like, that's my Haley. Like, yes. I was like, that is your Haley. Sometimes I would... Lindsay and I would get kind of co- because Haley would spend a lot of time in our house. Yeah. And like we were all going to the gym together at mm-hmm. one point in time. Mm-hmm. And like, because they, like her and like a bunch of other people were all in our gym membership because they could get it for 20 bucks if yeah. we were on a family plan. Yeah. So it was like, oh, that's our daughter, Haley Palmer. Uh, and so we all hung out all the time. And then obviously we hear those stories of things. And Lindsay mm-hmm. knows Beulah Camp too. So she understands a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And same thing. She was just like, you know, I would always ask Lindsay. I always trust her opinion on that stuff because yeah. like, she grew up up with Haley. I did not. Yeah. That whole singing thing came later because mm-hmm. um, it's weird to think. So Austin's wife, Haley, was I did youth band. I took over the youth band. Mm-hmm. And so Haley and Sam uh, DeZeo. Yeah, good guy. And, oh, crap, who else was in it? Don't know. Who wasn't there? I can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> so there are all these kids, and they didn't know how to play stuff that much, but they were really into music and things. Mm-hmm. And Haley played bass, mm-hmm. didn't sing. Mm-hmm. And I still remember running some song, and I can't remember, I think B. Gonzalez was like singing, and maybe Kylie Weber even. Mm-hmm. And so they're singing, and Haley's in the back playing these bass chords. Yeah. And one night we were singing a song, and she starts singing harmony on it. And so I'm like, and again, with Haley, she's, she's a sensitive young lady. Yes. And can be very emotional and does not like spotlight. And yeah. so I was like, we're playing along, and I'm like, hey, because I'm just loud. I'm like, girl, uh, Haley, I know you. Uh, are you singing harmony? <laughs> and this is Haley, kind of like when you said, are you the girl that sings? Uh huh. Huh? Yeah. Huh? And that's just Haley, like, did I do something wrong? Yeah. I was like, you're good. Yeah. So why don't you sing harmony? Uh-huh, I don't know. I'm like, you're singing harmony. <laughs> that's Haley. Okay. And what Bless was, her heart. What's amazing, well, we need more Haley's. Because this if, world needs if more. If we Haley's. have just you and I's, there's uh, a lot of loud. Yeah. Or a lot like you, me, DJ, is like we all run a little bit louder. I run really direct. Mm-hmm. If there were all Matt Volmers, everybody would be ticked. Mm. You have to have some people who don't run that way, yeah. but you also have to have some people who run yeah, that sure. way. Sure. So Haley, like then starts singing and her and Sam. We have people leave the church. I don't have a backup worship leader at St. Matt's. Mm. And I think Haley and Sam were 17. Mm. If. Yeah. And so I remember Jim Sloan said, do we need to go to Greenville College where like Jars of Clay came from and a lot of artists came from? He's like, do we need to call them and see if they'll give us an intern mm. who can lead when you're not here? And I said, yeah. I was like, because I don't know anybody here who can do it. Yeah. He's like, well, can somebody do it for a few weeks until we can make contact? Yeah. I was like, I think that Haley girl can kind of sing, and I'm like, Sam can play guitar. That Haley girl. Yeah, I'm like, so I guess let's give it to them. I'll try not to be gone a ton. But yeah. Jim was always like, well, your ministry, the great romance, like, go do your thing, man. That's an extension of us. We'll be fine. We'll work it out. Yeah. So they start doing it, and Haley will attest to this. She's like, if you could have seen her watch video of when they first got started, she's like, it was so bad. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. They didn't even know to be like, we stand with us this morning as we work. I mean, they just. Nah, nah, nah. Songs would fall into place. <laughs> I was like, see some of that stuff, dude. I there's gotta be there's gotta videos be a somewhere. Like, the Rockwells have footage of it, sure. So 
Haley, Sam leading while I'm gone. And then you see like this maturation process start. And like what Lindsay always knew, because everybody else, we need more Lindsay's in our life. Lindsay was I would like, agree with that. Right? I would agree with Because Lindsay's... Lindsay's amazing. Then they keep... You married up. The me's at bay. You married yeah, up. For sure. For sure. Um, and she's like, oh, Haley's good. And I go, well, why, why are you telling me right now? She's like, well, she doesn't have a desire to do that. Haley's like me. She just wants to be in the background. Everybody doesn't have to be in the spotlight like you, Matt. That's how your wife Preach it, Lindsay. Talks to you, right? Preach it, Lindsay. Like, everyone doesn't crave the attention machine. Preach it, like Lindsay. So I'm like, she's good. She said, oh, no, she's really good. And I tell this Haley story. I know we, we're going long, but we have to eat, say one thing about collectibles and then we can get out because I think it's almost dinner time. And so um, she said when Haley was little, Ruthie came to her and she said, so Haley's really good. Mm-hmm. And that's Ruthie. And Ruthie can sing. And Eddie's a drummer and a musician, been in bands. Good stuff. So she's like, I'm just asking you, could you give her one solo for me? Haley's mom, Ruthie, has health issues. Um, Ruthie has been to all of us like every year. Every next year is a blessing. And there was, for the longest time, Haley isn't, her mom's going to die. She's not going to, and I think some of what Ruthie would always like, let Haley and us like all spend time together because Ruthie would be like, so if something does happen, um, I know that Lindsay and Matt can kind of love on you and watch out for my daughter. And like, bro, I'm telling you, like, we took that serious. Yeah. Like, you know that. Man. And I'm just telling you this right now because he's my brother and I love it. Austin lost his mom not that long ago. So Austin's going through some crap. And what's been awesome this week about Beulah Camp, let's plug it one more time, is Austin said to Dana's testimony, I'm talking because he's emotional right now, uh, he said he learned, he's learning how to love God again. And it's cool to see you go through these, not, not go through these things, but that God can restore. Yeah. And I think we always forget about the restoration process. Yeah. Like we just want to get to the things. Yeah. And like we want to get from point A to point B. And Jim Sloan, another guy who preached at Beulah Camp, means a lot to both of us. He's my pastor who, spiritual growth, that guy's like the 13th apostle. Like he knows so much. I remember one time he said, there's joy in the waiting. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you want to start at point A and you want to get to point B. And he's like, what happens in between point A and point B? Yeah. He's like, and sometimes it's waiting for something to happen. Yeah. He's like, we rush through it because we're Americans yeah. and we're millennials or whatever we are. And he's like, there's joy in those in between times. Yeah. And I had to learn that. So like right now, Austin's in a different season. I was like, but like I've seen stuff happen this week yeah. where God's like working on you and being able to talk to DJ, yeah. being able to talk to the singer of After Grace. He's yeah. lost his dad. Same, same thing. Same COVID. Thing. Same thing. And I saw y'all talking last night. And that's the thing, man. Like if if Austin and I, I would say oh, the biggest thing we're both on is relationships. Yeah. We both believe that relationships are the keys to like good Christian existence. Yeah. You've got to have good relationships. Relational ministry is so important. It's so huge. And we sometimes just go, so all the ministry stuff that we put our mind and our effort into is Sunday morning. Yeah. And we forget, well, you said it today. Some of the best conversations you have had where you've grown spiritually or have been spiritual have been having dinner at somebody's house, yep. at a restaurant, yep. sitting out, not in the church. Yep. And what frustrates me <clears throat> is then we say those things, like, well, where's that in the Bible? All of Jesus's ministry? Yeah. Traveling on the roads and back roads. And How much time does it say he spent in the synagogue? Uh-huh. I mean, I'm not saying go. No, yeah. But it wasn't the majority of time based on the Gospels. Yeah. It was going to the people, going out. And so, like, if we could say anything about this, Beulah doesn't train you up to just go only things happen at Beulah. It trains you up to then go back. And DJ's been challenging us on that. So go back. Hold on to this, man. It's great. 
but then use it to minister to other people and go do ministry. So like, that's the thing like Austin and I are both passionate about is discipleship, building relationships. Praise God. Like, let's do some ministry, man. And so whatever that looks like and whatever God's telling you to do, like, don't just dismiss it or negate it because it doesn't look like everybody else's ministry because maybe there's this new ministry that, I mean, COVID taught us all a lot of things. Uh, I have a puppet that I do called Little Maddie. <laughs> Little Maddie. That is... So funny. But the weirdest... Weird. It's weird. Weird. It's weird. When I saw it the first time, I was like, what are we doing? And like, I'm sure you're like, that's not Matt. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't do that. Yeah. Like that, because he likes his shoes and he likes his ripped jeans and yeah. his hats. And yeah. That's not... But I love... I actually... But it's it. been awesome. For like... To older people, dude. I know. I thought it was for kids. And I've had people who grew up on the Muppets, which yeah. I grew up on the Muppets. But didn't you say like your pastors are trying to talk to middle schoolers? They they said one time, and I was kind of floored by this. I don't know how you feel about it. I said, "Who's your target audience?" Yeah, and that's Andy Black. Yeah, and he said, "Our target target audience is if we cater a sermon to middle schoolers." I'm like, "Huh?" He goes, "What we know is if we kind of try to hit like that middle school range, freshman and high school." we can kind of reach a little bit of something for everyone. Mm. Whereas if we target 30, 40s, we're going to hit them and maybe a little above, but the people below are getting nothing, nothing. out of it. If we target grade school kids, everybody, anyway. Yeah. So that's where it comes from. Yeah, I get you. And I've seen these older people who like, one guy at my church, he's got a fan club. He's the fan club president of Little Maddie. And I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. That's awesome. So like, find whatever that thing is. Last thing, because uh, Austin and I, if you can't tell, both love talking. Yeah, I could talk all day. And we're probably going to have to do like part two, part three and stuff down the road. I'll just have you back every season. We'll I've, like see I've listened to the podcast before. Yeah. And I've always like, that's so fun. Dude. Like, that looks so much. Dude. Like, would love to do. Like, just to and maybe talk. maybe you should. I, yeah, I've kicked around the idea, but it's like, yeah. I'm always that kind of person. That'd be really cool to do. I never do it. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I just need to do yeah. some of those crazy ideas I want to do. I found that the more of those I've done, the more joy I've actually found. But it is hard sometimes to get yourself to do the first one. And yeah. the first one of these we ever did, New Hampshire, yeah. on the road, yeah. stuck in a house. Yeah. You want to do a podcast? And then it just started rolling. Yeah. I mean, now we're in season four. That's so awesome. last thing, this has nothing to do with spiritual things, but it is relational. Austin and I both are collectors yeah. of multiple things. Yeah. So the thing we have <laughs> thing we have in common I blame Matt for a lot of my I, problems. Well, I think Lego is is definitely my fault. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I didn't that Haley's fault. It's a mixture of both. So I didn't grow up collecting Legos. Like we had like it's not sets, mm. but we my dad would buy like Legos. Just like um, So like a box full of you dumb. Red and blue and yellow and green and just you build stuff. That's what I started with too. So I started with that. Okay. And just kind of play with it a little bit. Didn't really fall in love with it. Mm. But like, so rewind two years ago when my wife moves to Marion and she has Lego sets. And I'm like, well, those are kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like the inner kid in me, which I am a child, 6'4", yeah, 275, me too. but I'm a child. Yeah. And I go, those are cool. Mm-hmm. Then I get into it a little bit more mm-hmm. and I'm like... Those are really cool. What was the first Lego set you bought for you? Do you remember? Um, well, so what we did was Stranger Things came out. I bought Haley the Stranger Things set, which I'm glad we did now because now it's like a $500 yeah, set. Dude, you can't That's a beautiful set, by the way. 
Well, the fact that it's got the house and then it has the upside, upside down. Upside down is the coolest build. So yeah. I got to build the top, and the regular house, and then Haley built the upside down. Oh, that's cool. Which was really cool because I didn't want to build it twice. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't like Lego sets like that. We had to build no. twice, not a big fan of. No. So she bu- I bought that for her. Okay. And then she goes, you know what? I'll buy you the NES. The, like, the console oh, on the yeah, TV the that moves and like has like Mario like dancing to the now TV. I kind of remember this conversation. So like, that was like the kickoff for yeah. us. And it was a good kickoff. Because <laughs> then the next week, I'm a big Mario guy. Love Super Mario. Yeah. Grew up on the video games. You I mean, like th- video game consoles and old. Yeah. And you'll yeah, for sure. And like, then they're like, they're coming out with a Mario line. Oh. And I go, and I went to Haley and went, oh crap. Yeah. So like, I was there at Walmart and I saw them all drop. The first wave. I bought them all. You bought the whole first wave? The whole first wave. I didn't know that. I came home. Or, I rewind that. I came back to Haley's apartment because before she got married, before we got married, she moved to Mary and lived in an apartment. I lived with my parents. Um, and then we came together after marriage. Right. Um, but I came back to her apartment and I said, I made a mistake. She goes, what? What'd you do? What'd you break? What, what happened? And I go, you just have to come home and see Or knowing Haley. Are you breaking up with me? Yeah. <laughs> like she was scared. She was very scared. And she came home and there was eight Lego sets oh, just God. sitting on the kitchen table. Now, some were like the ten dollar sets, fifteen dollar sets. But what'd you drop? Do you remember? It was like probably three seventy five. After all the little series one like play like playback series and like I should have only gotten two, like Bowser's Castle. Yes. And then the Haunted Boo's Mansion. Yes. Very cool sets. Yeah. Now yeah. Mario I've kind of strayed away from because now like, I say you don't like him as much. Not as much as I did because I was in the hype of it. Mm-hmm. I love it yeah. um, at the time. <laughs> but like, I, Haley was like, what have I done? Because I told her when we got married, or before we started dating, I said, I have a very addictive personality. And this is a very real thing right now. Mm-hmm. Like, so I could have been an alcoholic. Yeah. Easily could have been. Like, I drank a little bit when I was like 18, 19, mm-hmm. when I shouldn't have been doing it, 20. And like, I said, I have to stop. Or this is not going to turn smart. Because I have an addictive personality. Yeah. So there are some people who literally can like have just one. Yes, and have I can't. Or something like that. I can't. Some people cannot. Like never try to cigarette because I know if I tried it once, yeah. I might like it, and then I'm a I'm a smoker. Which like, nothing wrong with being a smoker, but it's just not for me. Well, and I don't drink at all. Yeah, and, and I part don't. Of the reason is because I believe I would become an alcoholic. Yes, my father was not. And I would be too. Yeah. So I've not drank anything that since like 1920. Praise God. Amen. Like even when that was happening, it was like one or two. But I was yeah. like, this could get worse. Yeah. So addictive. She opened this door to Legos. Mm-hmm. So my dad collected baseball cards and Hot Wheels. Loved them. I forgot. He that. loved them. So I always went up to my mom. Pray, bless her soul. I always asked her. I said, Why did you let him like collect all these things? Mm-hmm. She goes, It could be a lot worse. He could be an alcoholic. He could be at the bars chasing women. He could be doing all those things. That's why my wife lets me buy as much as I buy. Exactly. She's like, if the addiction you have are Lego sets yeah. and other things, like uh, Marvel Legends figures Praise and Star the Lord. Wars figures. But she's like, yeah. toys. Yeah. She's like, now, if we can't pay the mortgage because you're buying too many Legos. We have to slow down. Chill out. Yeah. 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 I'm with you, man. So, like, I love Legos. Got hooked on that. Then I saw that Matt had Legos. And um, glass cases. Glass cases, and I went, oh, no. Oh, no. That my wife encouraged me to get. She's like, if we're going to buy them, let's not put them in a closet. Well, that's let's her fault. Them. That's her fault. I kind of do blame her on that. That's her fault. And so thank you, Lindsay. Because today, after being at camp all week, 
We're, we're sitting. We're um, talking about buying Lego set. God's good. God's good all the time. We had a great week here. But as soon as we get home, we're buying the Shrieky Shack from Harry Potter. We, it just dropped we today. We literally both looked on the Target at. Well, Haley said. Yeah, it I dropped. Don't know how, and she goes, I think it dropped. I, yeah. go, I don't think it comes out until August. Target, yeah. it's in my favorites. But, oh, so I take a picture, and here's how I play the game. I'm telling myself. But So I send Lindsay. I'm like, oh, Lindsay. You know, I can't wait to get home tomorrow. It's been a long you week. Um, I wish we had more money because we're kind of like at the end of the paycheck. You know, it's coming next week, and we, it's just been a lot. But yeah. if we did, uh, shrieking shag, just about. But I know we can't buy it because yeah. blah blah blah. And Lindsay messaged me back. She's like, "Well, we ain't, because I said because we're poor." Yeah. She was, like, "Well, first, stop saying that." She's yeah. like, "We're not poor." Yeah. She's like, "There's this amount in the account." She's like. And this is this is when I know I'm okay, Maddie. Oh, okay. Get you a Lego set, yeah. and I'm like, honey, I just don't know if that's the smart thing. And I'm like, yeah. you know, she's Haley like, just says, go ahead and buy it, <laughs> just buy it. She'll just say, just buy it. Like, so did you guys order it? Yeah, we ordered it. <laughs> it's already in our car waiting for us at Marion. Check. But it out. I did not. I told you when we went to the grocery store to get water. I said I'm gonna wait till I get back. You have more self control. And I'm gonna see if it's there. But this is also your problem. You have, yeah. you have stirred this in me. Yes. Yeah. So like, I love Legos, time. but my problem is also sports cards. I yeah, love dude. sports you're, cards. You're deep but there's so it many. It was Funko Pops. It, we were in the Funko Pop game yeah. during the COVID. Yeah. Like when COVID hit, we ended up, like our highest was 405 Funko Pops. And I said, what are we doing? If you don't know what a Funko Pop is, it's like a pop culture figurine that's like four inches tall from like Harry Potter, Marvel, yeah, like, DC, yeah, movies. Do their heads bobble if you take them out? The only ones that bobble, fun fact, oh. which other people are like, it's not fun fact, Star oh. Wars. Oh, really? So we're the only ones that have bobbleheads. Why? Don't know. That's weird. Never went down that rabbit hole. But so we were in the Funko game for the longest time, and mm-hmm. I like certain ones still. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I, I, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't. There's just too many of them, mm-hmm. and they keep coming, and they keep coming, and they, and and they, they make, do. and they make the same character like 17 different times. Yeah. I'm like, I, that's just a money grab. I yeah. feel like I have a which few. Everything is. But well, I, I have. Just, I have the Conan O'Brien limited edition from like yeah. one year he was at Comic Con. Yeah, that's what because I love Conan, which is cool. Like that kind of stuff, like Comic Con yeah. stuff, kind of cool. You guys got me a Star Wars one, yeah. Target exclusive, which I love which, that one, which I still have. That one's so and cool, the Stormtrooper. Yeah, no. and then my buddy Jake Phillips, who also is a listener and supporter of the podcast, because you can support the podcast. I'll talk about that later. Um, Got me uh, Luke holding Baby Yoda from season two of Mandalorian, nice. and I always wanted that one. Yeah. Got me that. And nice. then Austin and I were talking because I was at a comic convention. Yes, I'm that guy too. Uh, the community ones, which you guys had found. Yeah. I think all of them, but or uh, almost all of them for me, yeah. except Troy. Yeah. But but for like five dollars. Oh no, I got Abed at a GameStop for five dollars on the road. But you got me the other ones. Yeah. Like five bucks. Yeah. And a, uh, books a million or yep. orders, whatever. Yep. Yep. And and like Abed, which I also got for five dollars a game stop, is one hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Troy, hundred something dollars. So anyway, we this would this would be the if we just talked about collectibles podcast. Yeah. yeah. That would be the other portion. Yeah. So we better stop. Yeah. We need um, to be here for the next five hours talking so, about collectibles. Yes, and I was I and I'm just being transparent. So I was gonna interview the After Grace guys. Yeah. And they just moved to Nashville. Yeah. The lead singer just lost his dad not that long ago, mm-hmm. and they're also playing with two guys who aren't in the band who they have to run. So they just have a lot going on. Yeah. So I didn't even ask them again. And Austin and I were talking. I'm like, "Well, I need to have Austin one because I knew this is what would happen. I knew we'd get in like to some things. Yeah. But like, there's some good 
things, spiritual things that have come out of it. Yeah. And then we can also have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah. So, it and we just recorded this on the grounds of Beulah. Which is awesome. I think so, too. Like, I don't know about you. Like, I don't do a podcast. Mm. But, like, on location stuff, it's got to be pretty cool. It's better. Like, it just is. Like, I do like a lot of Like, you're in the environment. Yeah. Like, yeah. especially, like, a holy place like this. Well, I can see. Is this your first podcast on Beulah? Oh, yep. Okay. I was about to say, yeah. it has to be. That's right? it. Okay. Yeah. So, you are the first on boom yeah on location <laughs> spiritual so anyway i have been matt uh this is awesome hey what is i'll put it in the comment stuff but like what is your social media stuff if people want to follow you or reach out to you because austin does preach and evangelize we're actually doing an event in july in nashville yeah. i think dj is going to come join us because yeah. he wants to yeah. which is awesome yeah. because we're gonna we'll sing songs at night he'll preach yep. and then during the day we'll just eat food in Nashville yeah um, so what are like your social things yeah you can just find about? me on Instagram at a Dixon 93 um, it's just a personal account right now like Matt said God's calling me yeah. to reach his people yep. and to tell my story yeah. and like the worst thing ever in my life has ever happened to me 10 months ago with the loss of my mother and it's hard and it's terrible but through his grace and mm. through his mercy I will get through this and be part of my testimony to share to other people. Yep. And I'm so excited about that. Uh, like I said, if you want to talk on Instagram, send me a message, maybe you've gone through it, and you just want to talk to somebody, I'm all for it. Yeah. I love talking to people. Yes. Like, it's not creepy to me. Like, you send me a message, like, who is this person? Like, I have a question. Can you pray for me? Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. So, like, I'm always on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, Austin Dixon, D-I-C-K-S-O-N. That's the right way to spell it, not with an X. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I, I've been blessed, man. Yeah, dude. Um, this has been great. Like, I love talking to you. Like, I've known you for, like, 10, 12 years. Yeah. And, like, but, like, not since recently have we been able to, like, talk like bros. And it's... It's always been, like, cordial. Like, hey, how's it going, yeah. man? How's it going, Austin? Like, that's it. And to be honest, what's kind of cool to me is, like, you know, because I am a bit older than you. So, it's kind of cool to think about you being a senior in high school and me being in that worship band and then you announce in your calling and me walking by you like when would you think that ever happen, would ever happen no huh no you can't plan and, this stuff and then you marry Haley who goes to my church who sang on great romance thing. she's been at concerts and saying and stuff and then now we just like hang out and so I just think that's like cool how God does that and even today this is our last full day yeah and we're tired and honestly doing this has been like well y'all just talked for like an hour or something but like even this has been like a little refresher of like okay man we're we're gonna make it we got service tonight service yeah. is gonna be great we're yeah. gonna worship we're gonna pray our kids are gonna hopefully yeah. continue to make decisions yeah so um, I'm Matt this has been Austin this has been the Great Romance Podcast Austin thank you for being on thanks man see you dude.